coming from Mexico is not easy to for us as immigrants in this country. And we just thought it was just one more challenge that she was going to go through successfully. When cancer enters your life, things get real very quickly. A cancer diagnosis and its aftermath reverberate throughout a family. Relationships between members change as the entire family system is affected. How does a family cope when one of its members does not survive the illness? Today I speak with Carmen Osornio, whose sister Yvonne died in 2016 of metastatic cervical cancer. Carmen talks about the vital leadership role her sister played as the eldest child in this immigrant family and the impact of Yvonne's decline and eventual death on their close-knit extended family. Carmen discusses the support and coping strategies that she and her family depended on during her sister's illness, as well as her decision to focus on caring for the well-being of Yvonne's young son during his mother's decline and after her death. Carmen also considers how this experience led to a renewed commitment to attending to her own health, mustering the courage to follow through on her life goals and her pledge to demonstrate love and caring to those in her life. I'm Diane McDaniel, and this is Real Cancer. Thank you, Carmen, for coming in today to talk to me on the Real Cancer podcast. Today we're going to be talking about you and your sister, Yvonne. Um, Before we talk about Yvonne, I'd like to have you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Um, Well, we are originally from Mexico. Uh, We moved here 15 years ago. Yvonne is the oldest sister, and and, uh, where are you in the... Uh, I'm the third of four sisters. Um, Yvonne was the oldest. Uh, I have a sister in Mexico. She still uh, lives there. And my younger sister, Blanca. And I'm the third of all the four of us. Okay. So you have one sister who stayed in Mexico, and then uh, the three sisters Mm -hmm. came, and then your mother as well. Yes. Okay. And you've been living in Los Angeles yes. for 15 years. All right. And tell me a little bit about uh, your sister Yvonne and her journey with cancer. It was rough news at the beginning. We kept it very positive. We just uh, tried to see it as something that wasn't major. We were you know, very positive that she was going to you know, go through this because she was very strong. She always had a very strong will. And um, coming from Mexico is not easy to for us as immigrants in this country. And we just thought it was just one more challenge that she was going to go through successfully. Mm, right. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what uh, her diagnosis was and, um, and what her treatment was. Okay. Uh, it started off as a cervical cancer. Um, she got diagnosed in 2013, and um, she, uh, well, the doctor said uh, she needed uh, surgery, so she had all her, um, um, I can remember the name of it. Um, she had a hysterectomy? Hysterectomy, 
and after that it was uh, prior to that there was radiation and also uh, probably like five rounds of chemotherapy after the surgery all right and and you said that she also had some lymph nodes removed yes at the same time yeah 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 so yeah um, not very familiar with the medical terms but um, after that it was a very um, uh, it was very difficult for her to get around her leg got very swollen most of the time and and she was still sick with the medication mm-hmm. okay Yvonne as you mentioned was the eldest of the four sisters in your family mm-hmm. uh, what was she like as a sister uh, she was very affectionate uh, very um, she liked to help a lot. Um, she was very outgoing, happy, uh, and yeah, she was very strong-willed. I mean, like you know, anything that could come to her, she will just go through it. Anything. <laughs> she was very strong. And what uh, what role did Yvonne play in your life? Uh, well, she was always my example to follow. Um, she, when I came here to the States, she showed me a way to live. Like, she pretty much trained me um, how to get a nanny jobs and how to talk to people and how to take care of kids. Uh, she yeah, pretty much she just showed me a way around here in L.A., how to find a job and how to... Um, Pretty much my first words of English I'd learned from her. So yeah, it was it was big. Yeah, she was a really important person. Yeah, she was. Absolutely. And uh, what about in your family as the oldest sister? What what kind of role did she play for the rest of your sisters and for your mother? My mom doesn't speak English, so she taught her also how to get a job even if you don't speak the language, or she will refer her to to someone um, and yeah I mean she she was she was just very strong um, she was a, she was a real leader in your family yeah 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 she was um, so tell me a little bit about the emotions you felt when you first learned about her cancer um, well it was very scary um, we all got, well, we all panic. We didn't expect that, but you know, we, we decided just to uh, keep it positive. Um, just going through the process, we saw everything as a process, you know, get your surgery, uh, get treatment, get the rounds of chemo, you know, let's just try to eat healthy. You know, you just try to do everything as possible to uh, not to that, you know, to make, to, to become worse. Um, my sister was very positive about it, and she just follow follow the book on regards to to treatment. Yeah, at the beginning it was it was very positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then as she continued to go through her journey, how did that change? Uh, well, it's just an everyday thing. Like you see her struggling, getting up a bed, walking around. Um, the medications make her stomach, you know, just uh, sick and sensitive to everything. Um, and she was, she was a mom, so 
she had a hard time keeping up with her son Marcos, and you know it's 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 like you know you, you try to keep it positive every single day, but then as you see how it goes, it gets doesn't get any easier for for anybody. You told me she had about six months of remission after she had that first treatment, the surgery, the radiation, the. Mm-hmm. Um, the chemotherapy, and so she was pretty feeling pretty good mm-hmm. for about six months, and then what happened? Uh, well, she went to the doctor, and she got uh, her um, her physical for I think they do this physical every six months just to monitor and scan, mm-hmm. and they found two tumors, two small tumors in the kidney and one in the stomach. Mm-hmm. So that was a total of three. Yeah. What happened at that moment with you? Um, well, it was very, it was surprising, and uh, we we got we got we got scared again because uh, apparently the doctors, you know, just give us a little reference that sometimes cancer comes back very more aggressive than than what it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, uh, we just tried to. Yeah, we, 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 we got closer to God, we prayed a lot, and we just try to just be there for her. In terms of uh, providing support, mm-hmm. as her sister, her younger sister, somebody really who looked up to mm-hmm. Yvonne and uh, saw her as a leader, how did you try to provide support to her? Um, well, I guess it starts with the small things, like um, cleaning the house, um, helping her with the grocery, uh, taking care of Marcos when she couldn't, you know, just do much. It was hard. And, you know, it also through the emotions, you know, we, I, we were all um, upset and angry at the same time. It was very emotional in regards to, you know, just being around the house. Um, around her house? Yeah, around her house, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the anger that you, you felt. It was anger of, well, I guess just frustration, because we don't understand what this, ha- this is happening, but at the same time, angry that we thought that we were gonna go through and then it didn't come turn out that way. It's, I think it was the most upsetting part of it. You mean you, you thought that it, you were finished with it after she had her treatment? You thought things had worked out okay, and then when it came back, that's when you felt angry? Yeah, it was a major disappointment, yes. I, seeing her just deteriorating day by day, and her quality of life totally ch- completely changed from her walking around the house and doing her things to pretty much her just needing help to go to the bathroom or simple things like that. It was very, very upsetting. Yeah. Of other kinds of support, emotional support. We went to church a lot. We pray and we try to, well, personally, I look up to quotes of positive thinking. A lot of things go through your mind and you're trying to find comfort in everywhere and any place you can. My, yeah, my life completely changed. Um, 
probably what it was three, four years ago. In perspective, I believe uh, life is, you know, it's it's precious. It's like every moment of life is, you know, I'm 37 now and I really wanna, I'm thinking of things that what I haven't done and what I should done and what I should do. Mm-hmm. So you feel sort of uh, the preciousness of, of every moment. Yeah, but mostly it's love, like the people that I'm close with, like just, you know, the people that is with me now that I I need to love them more and appreciate it more. That's for sure. It's hard not to have that person, like you see them every day and all of a sudden you don't see them. I think that's the hardest too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you mean you're talking about my, Yvonne? Yeah, my sister. I don't get her to see her. You know, I feel like she's around because you get used to that presence. But then physically, you don't you don't talk to her. You don't see her. You don't you know you don't know if she's around. It's it's, it's it is difficult. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, you? Talked a little bit about um, how you took care of your sister. Um, and you, you talked a little bit about how you took care of yourself in terms of just your your relationship with God and, and praying. Was there anything else that you did to take care of yourself during Yvonne's illness? Um, I think what it helped me a lot is that I focused myself into her son because unfortunately, you know, there was a point when we didn't see any... Yvonne wasn't getting any better. Mm-hmm. So no, I no improvement. Not improvement. That's and I try to focus on, on Marcos like I'm tr- really try to make sure that he was having a good day. Mm-hmm. And and tell us about how, how old is Marcus? Marcos is eight years old. Mm-hmm. And he uh yeah, he was having a really hard time and he broke my heart every minute of the day. Because mm-hmm. he was really, I mean, he was acting out. He didn't know how to deal with the emotions of seeing her, his mom sick and unresponsive sometimes. And, you know, I just dis- decide, okay, I, I see my sister not getting better, but Marcos is going to have a good day. Mm-hmm. And just take him out to the park or making sure he does his homework, his school projects. I think that's that's how I'm trying to somehow honor my sister mm-hmm. with that. So he was how old when she first got sick? He was um, 2013. He was five years old, mm-hmm. and now he's eighth. Right. And yeah, it was it was it was very hard on on I mean on everybody, but mostly on him. Mm-hmm. And then Yvonne has another son as well. Uh, yes, Christian. He's older. Um, he was his birthday last week, so we just dropped off some gifts for him. And uh, and what was his reaction to what was happening? Uh, I can say that. <laughs> you can't talk about that. Yeah, he he wasn't around. He doesn't really want to be around us. I think it's his way of grieving. Yeah. So I wanted to ask about what you struggled with most in relation to Yvonne's cancer when she was living? Uh, I, it was that just seeing her um, deteriorating every single day. From um, There was a point where she couldn't walk, and she was just stationed on her bed. 
So seeing um, seeing her just in that state. In that stage of illness, so severe that she couldn't, you know, she would needed to be in morphine uh, all day. And at night, same thing. And, you know, she couldn't even turn in bed. Um, I think that was the hardest, that losing her independence and her wellness because she couldn't fight it anymore. That was the hardest. Yeah. Knowing her, how, how she was. Right. It was the, yeah. Yeah. And so was she, where was she at during that time? She was at my house for the last six months of her illness. So mm-hmm. we, we took care of her until the end. When it happened, it happened at, at the hospital. We decided just, uh, you know, she wanted to uh, be have you know, uh, more medication because the pain was too much, was mm-hmm. too great. And she uh, got hospice at the hospital, mm-hmm. hospice service at the hospital. And it happened at the hospital. Uh, and that was, yeah, the last week of June. And um, so almost a year ago. Almost a year ago, yes. Yeah. What are you struggling with now? Almost one year later. Um, a lot of emotions. I'm still um, angry, and I, yeah, many things. I just, I, I don't really. I mean, like, I understand it. But I don't feel it through. I feel like I have things that I have no closure in regards to the to, this, to the illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm some I'm struggling too because I um, I became um, Marcus's mom, let's say, and to me something totally new. <laughs> um, and yeah, the hardest thing I think has been his emotional support because I have I have to explain things the better way that he can understand them and he can have um, closure on those things with his mom in regards to his mom. But yeah, it's I think that's that's what I'm really struggling right now is to to provide the best care care for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how about for yourself? Uh, I made a commitment um, regards my health. I am. I went to the doctor. I got all, you know, my regular checkup, and um, I guess it's. I realized that health is the most important thing that you could ever have. It's when you don't have it. Is 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 the worst. Yeah. And I'm just trying to. Getting my checkups and exercise, I'm I'm doing way better now than than before. But yeah, it is. I'm trying to to think on just stay healthy for to live out and be with Marcos. Yeah, so I have to be around for him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you talked about that the experience had um, changed you, but could you just elaborate a little bit on that, how the experience has changed your outlook on life? Um, changed me in a way of there are things that you cannot put in hold anymore. Um, 
you always say, you know, oh, when I have this, when I do that, and when, but it really is that moment when you have to have, I mean, the courage to do things at that moment. Um, I have decided that I'm not gonna put my health on hold and I'm gonna be closer to my to my mom because she's also getting older and and when it happens for her I I just just want to be sure that she knows that I love her very much um, the same with my other two sisters I still have two but we're all getting older <laughs> you're not quite that old yet yeah but you know those things you you really really think about those things yeah and overall it's just really enjoying every single moment in life Mm -hmm. really being there for everything and anything is there anything that you've been putting on hold that you feel like you can't put on hold anymore besides your health and and letting people who you you love know that you love them and and caring for them uh yeah i mean a lot of things but mainly i think it's just um you know decided um because to have make up to have a family on my own yeah <laughs> i put that yeah that's it's been it's been a whole for a very long time and i always hope for you know when i have this when i have that but yeah and so are you talking about marcus or yeah yeah Things like that. You know, it just comes to you, and you just, yeah, it just comes to you. If you were to talk to someone whose sibling had just been diagnosed with cancer, what are some of the things that you might you might tell that person? Um, to keep it positive. It's even even if the outcome is not is not as good as you know you think it is. Um, it's nice to have that love for for your for your for your sibling. Like she, she knows that you that you're doing everything you can to make sure that she is to, to make sure that she knows that you love her and that uh, and and that you're there for her or for or for him. Um, it's it's a rough experience, but I think uh, when family gets together, it's it's way better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and keep it, you know, just keep it keep it simple. Go by the day, and you know, to tell tell your sibling that you love him, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good message. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Carmen. I really appreciate you coming in. I know it's it's hard to talk about this experience um, and hard to talk about um, what happened with Yvonne, but I really appreciate your courage in coming in to, to talk to me today. Thank you, Diane. Thank you so much. Sure. That's it for today's episode. Please subscribe to Real Cancer wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us via Twitter at RealCancerPod and email us with episode ideas at RealCancerPodcast at gmail.com. If you know of someone who'd be a terrific guest, I'd love to know about it. Until next time, I'm Diane McDaniel.